Welcome to See Attached, a podcast where we demystify the ad valorem tax process, paperwork, and persistent nature of it all. With your host, me, Amy Kingston. I have dubbed this episode, Adjust Your Accruals Accordingly. Accruals for property tax purposes are an educated guess at what might happen in the future. Much like the discounted cash flow used to value oil and gas wells, we use the information from the past years to make a logical assumption as to what might happen for next year. This year is about like when your March Madness bracket gets busted by a 13 seed beating a 4 seed and you went all chalk. If you've looked at your business personal property and real estate value notices, you'll be aware that the values are not in line with the current economic downturn created by the COVID-19 closures. There are several factors involved, one of which is the Texas Attorney General's decision on the application of the temporary tax exemption granted by 1135. Section 1135 was created as a temporary tax exemption for qualified property damaged by a disaster as declared by the governor and was added in response to the damage from Hurricane Harvey. The letter states that 1135 makes no reference to property that has suffered an economic loss, not associated with physical damage, and that real property would not qualify anyway. The exemption only applies to improvements that have, quote-unquote, suffered. It goes on to say that purely economic, non-physical damage to property caused by the COVID-19 disaster is not eligible for temporary tax exemption. The second factor involved is that many of the county appraisers have stated that protest arguments to lower values based strictly on economic downturn would not be accepted due to the fact that it all happened after January 1st. So where does that leave us? Well, you don't get the 1135 damage exemption and you can't use COVID as a protest argument. So does that mean you don't protest? No, it just means a different argument is needed. Appraisal districts do a mass appraisal on business, personal property, and real estate. A computer in an office isn't going to depreciate the same as a computer sitting in a warehouse, or a laptop that goes into the field is not going to last as long as one that's used strictly in an office. The more specialized and technologically advanced the equipment is, the better argument you have in a protest. Educating the appraiser on the asset may take a 10-year life down to a 5 and explaining how the assets are used is sometimes the best way to lower your value. Oil and gas values have the same issues. There are just a few more moving parts. A discounted cash flow method is used for oil and gas values. It's an estimate of the investment based on its future cash flow, which means we take 2019 pricing and production and project it forward to get a value for 2020. The pieces of the DCF are price, production, decline, lease operating expense, and division of interest. Price is set and difficult to argue. Production is pretty straightforward, and the division of interest is a topic all in itself. Declines and LOEs are the best tools to lower their values. You can get declines from a production engineering department, but they have a different end game than property tax. The engineers want to show a more flat decline whereas I would want a higher decline to support a lower value. Declines are much more subjective than you might think. I think it has a somewhat artistic quality to it. 
Even when dealing with hyperbolic or straight line, you can draw a line well within the steady production that is an eight, whereas the engineers might have a five. That is why I like to carefully review the lease operating expenses and draw my own declines for each well. This year will be especially important to keep an eye on all of the moving parts in property tax values. This year the process to protest is different, the dates have been moved, the number of protests will definitely go up, and accruals will be less logical assumption and more give the eight ball a good shake and see what it says. But as always, I say next year. Next year will be better. Next year you'll work out the kinks to the system. Next year you can use the valid argument of COVID effect. And next year we'll be better at filing online. Right? Next year? As a side note, I set a personal goal for myself one summer while I was in college. I was going to read Atlas Shrugged by Ayn Rand. If you're not familiar, it's a 1,168 page book. And while I was an avid reader, it still took me six months to finish the book. It was a marathon, whereas other books I had read were 5Ks. It is something I am very proud of. I have the same feeling for learning how to read and track down issues with division of interests for oil and gas wells. Between working interest, overrides, and royalties, it took me months to learn. It was fairly difficult, and a lot of the times I wanted to give up. But I got through it, and now I am very proud to say that I know how to read a division of interest. When your work is done and it's good, stamp it, see attached, and you're on to the next thing.